What is up? This is the Opposite Ends Podcast. Were you waving your hands because you didn't hear my guy? Were you a little nervous about that? No, I have no audio. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll get you fixed later. No well, we have technical difficulties. Just a little bit. We're getting a new set up here, um, working on a new set. So there are some little technical difficulties, so bear with us here. But uh, without further ado, we're just going to jump into, this is not Spitfire questions. Yeah. I want to call it like headline news. Breaking. Headline breaking news. Ooh, that sounded pretty good. What about like O-A-N, like opposite and now? No? <laughs> Oppos- opposite, opposite, opposite and news. O-E-N. We're doing this. O-A-N or news. I'll come up with a jingle. We are not the fake news. We are only facts. Spitting facts here. So this is opposite and news. We're just going to jump right into it. All right. Um... First, I want to start off with a headline breaking news. J.J. Watt signed a contract with Arizona Cardinals for $31 million, two years, and $23 million guaranteed. How do we feel about this, boys? Boom. I love he it. He got his money. I hated it when I first saw the announcement because secretly I wanted him to be a cowboy. And honestly, I also thought he was going to go play with his brother. Yeah. I thought for sure he'd be a Steeler. Or his brothers, a Green Bay Packer. His brothers, his brothers. You're right. Brothers. Both of them play for Steelers. TJ, the Pro Bowler that should have been a Cowboy, and then the younger brother. I think he's youngest. Yeah, the lesser of the three. There's a lot of players that the Cowboys miss out on. (laughs) I mean, thank you. (laughs) JJ really made all these sport analysts look stupid. Everyone, oh, he's going back to the Midwest, Chicago, Green Bay, Buffalo, because of the cold. Pittsburgh because of his brothers and he's like nah guys I'm going where there's a sunshine and money guaranteed sure. bag of bread is he married yes. I know he's dating this no they're married they're married they got married a year ago where's, like, she, where's her team Houston she's a professional soccer player she's Houston dynam- not dynamo I don't know anything about women's, women's soccer. soccer yeah <laughs> I don't I'll know they want men's sing. soccer is it kick K- the ball Keliana okay sure. close. her name's Hawaiian isn't that was it cl- Keely, her name's Hawaiian. How many times are you going to butcher this? Don't you remember the article that ESPN put out a couple years ago? They were talking about like Mrs. J.J. Watt, and it was an article 100% about her. Keelia. Credit her first name. Keelia. Oh, hi. I do. I can't do like, is it Hawaiian considered Samoan? Is it Samoan or is it just called Hawaiian? If she, they're from South Hawaii, Pacific Islander. No, that's they're not South Pacific Islander. No, oh. that'd be like Filipino. Okay. I think the biggest news is that he's got his bank. Thirty-one yes. million, twenty-three guaranteed. I loved that he's chasing the bag, and he chased it and won it. But are they going to be good enough? It doesn't are matter. That much better. She plays for the Chicago oh, Red still. Stars. Okay, so wherever she was playing, I thought for sure he'd be Chicago like Red Stars Chicago. again. Chicago Maybe Bears Maybe made sense. Maybe. Nope, not today. I Maybe. think she is down to get away from the snow, the cold weather, Maybe. and go play in she's Arizona. So broken though. Like, he's been hurt every year, the last several years, and he was so elite for so long. It's it's tough to watch. He's just falling apart. I think when you're that big and you play this aggressive physical. of a sport, yeah, it's physical. Yeah. It's hard to stay completely healthy, and he's always had knee issues going back to college. There's a reason the elite pass rushers are either really thin, all things considered, yeah. like <laughs> thin-ish. Randy Gregory. Uh, Reggie White, like they're more proportionate to their body size versus being bigger. But I also think when you play that physical of a position and you're the anchor on your team, 
it just wears on you. Well, and you got to remember, teams and, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. He's probably faced more double teams in his career than anybody in the league right now. And I think that's why he's going to come back next year and do really well because that line is stacked. Who was on? I don't even know who that line is anymore. Well, it's I'm not just, just their like line; it's their defense. defense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, defense is good. Buda they had, Baker, um, uh, Chandler uh, Jones, Chandler Jones. Simmons. Yep, the dude Fitz from Clemson Simmons. last year. He's a stud. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be pretty solid. I'm ecstatic. All right. Second news uh, news story to go over. Um, We saw and talked about the all-star lineup, but I want to know your guys' snub. Who should have got in the all-star game that did not? Well, my first pick was Demontra Sabonis, and then I saw, I think, in the last, like, 24 hours, he got, he was a sub for KD, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't picked. Uh, But the one I'm most surprised by was Trey Young, only because Trey Young was supposed to, to start, I thought he was going to start for the East, and then there was like a mad dash at the end where he actually got passed in the voting, and then he went from not even starting to not even making the team. So he's my biggest snub. I think the guards are just so thick, like they have a lot of talented lot of guards. guards. And Trey is—he's still a little baby. He's still got time. There were—I think there were veterans that deserved year. it. Yeah, yeah. So he's still got time. Not everyone's Luca, right? <laughs> True. Um, my snub was probably uh, Devin Booker. I love Devin Booker. I like Devin He's Booker so as well. Um, yeah, I think that's my and Chris snub. Paul made the team. Devin Booker's a better player. Fan voting. Yeah, it's I, terrible. You know, mine's a player that's never been really flashy, but it's always been solid, and it's Mike Conley. No relation. Wow, coincidence. Yeah, no oh, relation. Cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no relation. Um, no, sure? I mean, he's averaged 16 points, almost six assists and one and a half steals a game shooting 42% from deep. He's on the best team in the league, the Utah jazz. Yeah. And he, he was asked about it. And I mean, his response is just kind of heartbreaking when you think about someone that's at his competitive level. And he's just like, I don't know what else to do. He's not like necessarily bitching. He's just like, what else can I do to make an all-star team? He joked, maybe we should have gone 31 and 0 this year. <laughs> I don't even it's know a that tough would have position, mattered. though, and their team is an ensemble. Yeah. It's not like just, I don't even think Donovan Mitchell made the team, did he? I didn't think he did. Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. I did he make the feel team? feel like he I did. I thought it was just Gobert. I thought he did, but I don't want to say. Either way. Point guard stacked. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Devin Booker's my snub. Really? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, but he got in. He got in because of AD. He was AD's replacement, and uh, are you sure your guy was Devin KD's replacement? Booker is AD's replacement. Wasn't it Devin Booker? That's who LeBron James said was the most underrated player in the league. I just I don't think they'd sub a guard for AD. Yeah. Are we looking it up? We're doing really well here, guys. It's yeah. okay. We're all right. These quick. Sometimes these uh, fast break questions, quick shooter questions, they catch <laughs> us up. Yeah, now I'm right. like the run and shoot offense it. questions. Well, the problem is, I'm like, I'm trying to scramble to figure out who the heck is on these teams. Yeah, Devin is on the Devin team Booker, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, then I t- and Don Mitchell did make it. And I'll so say Trey Young, but they obviously all agreed with you because they put him in since. <laughs> okay. Thank who, you. Who would you have taken Mike Conley over? And here's the guards, and I'm not going to run over, but like Curry, Luca. Uh, is is Luca really a guard? Donovan Mitchell, 
Chris Luke is one hundred percent a guard. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. Yeah, I I I take him over Chris Paul. I would not. Chris Paul's having a great. Chris year. Paul's, yeah. take him over Chris Paul's having a great. This is what I, I forget it's who it was. And I like to give credit to people when they say things that I think are really intelligent. But some sports person said, "Don't come at me with people you think were snubbed unless you're going to tell me who they should replace." Two from the Jazz, two from the Suns, two from the Clippers, two from the Lakers. That's where your problem is. Yeah. True. The juggernauts. All right, next headline news. Uh, Tiger Woods was in an accident. Gosh. Um, tragic. Literally. I was very worried that there were, when there was no news about his condition. Yeah, it took a while. That was... Not to mention, deadline. the news comes out at like noon, our time. So that means 10 in the morning, their time. And the wreck happened at like 8 or so, 7.30 in the morning, their time. So to not have immediate news about his condition with a Kobe recency bias from a year ago almost on the anniversary same state and i literally had just looked at an instagram post from Dwayne wade from the day before him and david spade and um jada pinkett smith are all at the golf course shooting and he was going back to do the same thing this time with justin herbert and drew Brees. we talked last week when we were just wondering if he was going to be able to play in the masters because of his back surgery and what also, that meant for the sport. We also talked about how he looked in the interview, man. That was my concern. Have y'all, that, have y'all gone back and listened? Oh yeah. Uh, uh-uh. there's a part where I was like, please tiger, just don't drive. And I, my mom texted me after the accident. She's like, uh, do you know what eerie that is that you said, please don't drive. And I was like, I don't even remember saying that. I said it all the time to people that drink and, and do drugs. He looked stuff. bad, bad, bad. And he's known for speedy, Speedy Gonzalez on the road. Well, I don't think he's known for that though. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to know your guys' opinion. They pay tribute to um, Tiger Woods and wearing red shirts, black pants. Stupid. Um, I thought that. But then I I want to recant that thought. Is it recant? I think it was fine. Backtrack. You backtracked. Backtracked it. I think it was fine. I think it was paying tribute to the the reason why you're there. All your golfers are making the money you're making. He didn't die. Whether he died or not, I mean, he, he, he could on have. TV. And I think that's why I, I was do. with we were you. Far enough removed from I'm it. like Elton. When it first happened, I thought some fan suggested it. Not that that's why they did it, but a fan suggested people that didn't do it. A fan suggested on social media on like Wednesday saying, how cool would it be on Sunday if everybody wore red in honor of and to support Tiger? And I was like, that's kind of cool. And then when they started doing it, I was like, okay, but what about the players that don't? And then Colin Morikawa wins the tournament. He was a huge Tiger fan. A huge Tiger fan, but his he gets asked about Tiger, and, he, and to sum up him, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, we oftentimes don't thank people when they're still here. It's basically when they've passed that we yeah. truly think about their impact. And I just want to say thanks, and I'm, I'm glad he's hopefully going to be okay. But he referenced uh, Kobe Bryant, he referenced his grandfather passing about a month before and he got choked up about it, but he was just, you could tell the gratitude he had again, like we talked last week for what Tiger has done for the sport. And for that, I'm like, you know what? It was a pretty cool gesture. And Tiger really enjoyed it. He tweeted, it is hard to explain how touching today was when I turned on the TV and saw all the red shirts. Okay, um, before we jump to the next topic, okay, was that really Tiger that tweeted that? I don't know. That's one hundred percent not Tiger. That dude is so hopped up on pages right now. I, I bet. like to think it was. Yeah, <laughs> you think Tiger's Tiger's like, oh shit, I'm in the wrong Twitter account. <laughs> All right, last one. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, there was a child that was irresponsible and lost uh, two Super Bowl rings. No, 
I think Super he lost Bowl. the Super Bowl ring. two ring. Oh, Super Bowl his two. Dad's Super Bowl well, two. Well, I read that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> T-W-O. Yes, we have heard about this, obviously. Listen, that's not the important thing. I want to know what's the worst thing that you guys have ever lost. My dad's high school graduation ring. Really? Uh, On a trip to Colorado for my brother's graduation from the Air Force Academy. I never had a ring, and I I liked rings at the time. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to have a class ring, and I really liked my dad's. It was all gold. I thought it was pretty cool to wear my dad's class ring. To this day, we have no idea where it was lost because the last time I had it on was in the hotel room, and that's the last place I took it off. We think it was stolen from the room, but my dad was still Sam McClutz, and it was my fault, but yeah. I it was your it. fault. Was he upset? Oh, he was pretty heartbroken for about a month, wow. and then now he just uses it as a dig. Thanks, uh, Dad. Uh, fair enough. Tristan? Um, I really haven't lost anything of massive significance in What life. about your virginity? Oh, God. <laughs> Is there another topic? (laughs) That's not the worst thing I've ever lost either. (laughs) Quite possibly. (laughs) We're going the other end of the spectrum there. Uh, I think I I was in like sixth or seventh grade and my grandmother wrote me a check for my birthday. It was probably the biggest check I'd ever received at the time. I think it was like 130 bucks. And I a weird number for a well, birthday. For a 13th birthday. (laughs) Oh, okay. There you go. So, so, um, I lost it. I, I don't know where it went. I I think I carried it around with me just because I was like, I got all this money, and and it ended up gone, and I never got it back. I also never got the hundred and thirty bucks because I believe my whole family taught me a lesson that you don't just carry around one hundred and thirty dollars checks in your pocket when you're thirteen. So, I've definitely had moments like I was trying to think about this. I I don't know what I've accidentally lost, but I've definitely had moments where I've forgotten checks or like cash somewhere and then just totally lost it. And that's a gut punch feeling. Yeah. I don't lose any currency. I keep track of my currency, but I did lose my sister at one point in an amusement park. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just thought about what I lost that was super important. I lost my ID on my bachelor party in oh. Vegas. Ooh. I had to have my wife overnight me my passport nice. for $130. What a fiance wow. at the time. She was Shout incredible. Out. Shout out. Anyway, next. I lost a credit card at a golf course. Does that count? No, that's oh. you do that on. Purpose. If you haven't lost a credit card, uh, this you're not an not adult. This is like one of those <laughs> Uber home at four o'clock in the afternoon situations. Yep. We've been there. Um, let's get into uh, some basketball controversy. Yeah, well, it's it's gonna get touchy. It's gonna um, get real touchy. You want to touch lead it passing, I'm, I'm, touchy? I'm gonna play the audio here. Yeah, why don't you just play the audio? The reporter is gonna start off. He's asking LeBron his opinions on Zlatan Ibrahimovic's comments about. That was really good. And I'm paraphrasing, but he basically says LeBron should shut up and dribble. But go ahead and play that audio. Let's see if I can. Tan, the soccer player, said that he believes that famous people and athletes such as yourself shouldn't use their platform to do anything other than what they're good at in their athletic endeavor. As someone who has promoted the idea of more than an athlete and, and trying to empower uh, players to, to, to use their voice to speak on their communities, do you have any response to what he said? Nah, uh, absolutely not. I mean, because at the end of the day, um, you know, I would never uh, shut up about things that's um, that's wrong. Um, I, I preach about my people and I preach about, uh, you know, equality, um, social injustice, racism, um, you know, sy- systematic uh, uh, voting, uh, voter suppression, um, things that go on in our community, um, because I was a part of my community at one point and seeing the things that was going on. And I know the you know, what's going on still because I have a, a group of uh, 
300 plus kids at my school that's going through the same thing and they need a, a voice. Um, um, and I'm their voice. I'm their voice and I use my platform to continue to shed light on everything that may be going on, not only in my community, but around the, uh, you know, this country and around the world. So, um, you know, if, if, if there's no reason, uh, well, not I won't say no reason, but there's no way uh, I will ever just stick to sports because I understand how, um, you know, how this platform and how powerful my voice is. Um, and he can just ask uh, Renee uh, Montgomery, uh, you know, if I would have shut up and just dribbled. Um, seeing that beautiful black woman today, um, you know, be a part of a, a group um, where she's part of an ownership group now with the Atlanta Dream down in Atlanta. And uh, it's yeah, funny he said that. Cut it. I, I think we got the meat. Go listen to both interviews. I, I really don't, I can't find, and I think partially it's because this was a Discovery Plus piece that Ibrahimovic was on where something he was asked brought this up. The narrative that I've seen in articles is he kind of just brought it up on his own. So I can't confirm or deny that. He doesn't do that. It's awkward. I mean, he's so arrogant that you know, yes. as well as I do, he's not going to randomly bring up other people. It has to be in the context of him. That's how Zlatan is. And so, although I, I guess and I could have said And LeBron. I took it as almost a political point. He made a political point about athletes. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of a double standard. I don't like what he said. I don't think anyone should tell anybody what they should or shouldn't say. But that is where the problem that I have with what LeBron has said in the past begins. I don't like picking and choosing when you want to be a voice for people to quote LeBron that are suffering or being marginalized or, or being suppressed or oppressed because of what's happened in China. And it all goes back to the general manager at the time for the Houston Rockets made a comment about the ongoing political activism that was happening in Hong Kong with the one country, two systems while the um, couple basketball teams were there doing an exhibition for preseason in China. And LeBron came out and said that Daryl Morey should Daryl Morey, the GM, the GM <laughs> should not speak on issues that he is not familiar or educated on. Really? He told so shut up in GM. He told, he told Daryl Morey to shut up in GM. Daryl Morey, the guy with an MIT, from, MIT, MIT, his undergrad, I think it was Harvard or Rice or something. He's one of the most highly educated people in the league across the entire league and probably in all sports, at least in America. I mean, that's a pretty incredible resume. Again, that doesn't mean he necessarily knows what's going on in China. If you don't know what's going on in China, I don't blame you. Our media in large ignores it. True. It, you know, it's not comfortable to talk about things that are happening in other parts of the world because we have our own issues at home at our doorstep. But the second biggest market for the NBA and could maybe even argue at some point be bigger than the United States in itself is China. If you aren't familiar with China in sports, they worship's probably not the right word, but they idolize basketball players in China. Yao Ming, huge part of that, kind of like what Tiger was for golf here. That's what Yao Ming did for basketball worldwide, especially in China. Chinese people love basketball. LeBron James, one of the biggest stars in basketball for the world. Obviously here, he's the biggest, but 
there's arguments Jeremy Lin is a bigger star in China when it comes to... No. No, I know. LeBron's a star. Good argument, but not he's, one. First of all, he's Taiwanese. He's not Chinese. It's close. And if you don't know what's happening, Google China. Google the uh, Uyghurs um, that are being persecuted and really being genocide uh, in China. And then Google Hong Kong. It's really complicated to explain, but Hong Kong was under British colony control up until the late 90s when they agreed to give back Hong Kong to China um, and kind of take a step back. And for the next 50 years, starting in the late 90s, Hong Kong was to operate as a Chinese body, but under their own governing rules. It's like Puerto Rico. Very similar, except in China, it's not a democracy, and a lot of democracy privileges were extended to Hong Kong people. If you don't know, most people that live in Hong Kong do not identify as Chinese. They are ashamed often to be connected to China. They identify as Hong Kongers. It's weird. And China's crackdown and through political um, espionage and other things have tried to take away more and more of the diplomatic rights of the people in Hong Kong. And it's why they have gone out and protested so much. And they're protesting because their lives depend on it, similar to how black people feel in this country who feel like they've been oppressed and persecuted, whether it be at the arms of the police or maybe be at the arms of their neighbors or just being in a system where they feel like they are never given a chance to succeed. And for LeBron to comment on that, but then to tell the GM to shut up in GM when it comes to China, the only thing that a somewhat educated person can deduce from that is well, China told LeBron and told the NBA, shut up and dribble. And what they do? They shut up and dribble because of the money that it meant that could be taken away from them. Whereas Black Lives Matter, that's not something that really is hurting them financially. And so they feel like they have more room to talk about it. Yeah, And that's my issue is I don't care what you're going to say, but just like you don't want Ibrahimovic to tell you what you can and can't say, you were incredibly wrong to tell Del Mori. And I personally think you're wrong to not also voice support for the people of China and in Hong Kong. What's the guy's name? Zlatan? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Hard, hard to say. Which yeah. Tristan, by the way, is one of the most popular soccer players in the world. And At one time, was his top five. I was soccer trolling. Players. I was trolling. I was trolling. I've heard the guy. Okay. Uh, top five? Top five, top five. He would no, no. He was a top five soccer player for at least three years. Yeah, and then when he came to the U.S. to play for the LA Galaxy, he he was was number one player. But that was easy. He scored like four goals, five goals in his first first game. game. (laughs) Yeah, we're bad. Um, I think uh, I don't think he should have said anything. I do believe that LeBron can choose the injustice he wants to highlight, highlight or defend. I don't think LeBron was right. I mean, if you want to be a saint. You can still be a saint and not say something about an injustice if that's not something you want to speak on. Because if you don't know too much about it, then you find yourself in waters that you're not really too familiar with. I think he's very familiar with the black injustice here in America. Do you? And he, and yeah, I think he is. He said it in his interview. I think he sees it in his kids that he brings to the school. He saw it as a kid when he was growing up. I think he can speak on that. I think. Oh, I absolutely think he can speak on it. Yes. I think he's a little detached from of the issue a lot of black people face because of his wealth and the lifestyle that the NBA has afforded him. I don't know in his recent years how truly he connects to it. And that's my opinion. I don't think that matters. I think it does when he goes and says things like, I don't feel comfortable going for a jog in my neighborhood without fear of being pulled over by a police officer or being shot. 
I think when he, you live in a gated community in Beverly Hills and everybody knows the six eight black man that looks like LeBron James is in fact LeBron James. I don't know how most young people, no matter what color you are, can relate to feeling like they look like one of the most recognizable people in the world running in a gated community in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the world. 90210 has its own name and it's a zip code. I, I also don't think he runs through his neighborhood. He's got sports <laughs> clubs and gyms but and trainers. I, I he was, he was, about, he was yeah. speaking through the eyes of probably some of his kids. I don't think that he has to worry about running. And I, you're right. I don't think he really runs in the streets, <laughs> right? Not his neighborhood, other yeah. neighborhoods that are around this country. Yes. I think he was speaking through the point of view of the kids that he teaches, um, not teaches, that he has at his school. I I don't like the, um, I don't like when people say shut up and dribble or do what you are getting paid to do. I think you, when you're getting paid to do something, you get so big, you do so much work, you create this platform for yourself. And I think you can choose however way you want to use that platform. And he chose to fight for injustice for black people. So, but again, on the other side of that, he, it's tough when you want to be someone's hero, but then you hear your pockets talk. Mm -hmm. And I think his pockets were speaking when he, when he heard about the GM talking about China, because I think there's so much money funneling through the NBA that comes from China. Annually, it's over, even, annually it's over a billion dollars. In, in, I'm not one to defend him on very many things, but in a little bit of his defense, I think they were in China when it happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they, I do remember a that. A lot of the people over there, the NBA guys, felt like there was a threat. And the reason they felt like they were threatened is because they were in a country that would literally take them hostage if they wanted to. If you don't believe, if you don't believe the problem. No second guesses. And not only is that true, if you do not believe that that's true, the wealthiest person in China, his name is Jack Ma. He owns Alibaba. That is the Amazon competitor of the Eastern world. He hasn't been seen in months. He did make an appearance publicly two weeks ago. South of China. But it was for over a month and a half where he was not seen. And it was directly after he spoke out in favor of more democratic business structure so that we can encourage more international investment. Um, We could go really deep into China because I know very well a lot of the inner workings there. And there's just a lot of bad things that happen. But when you live in a communist country, that's what happens. Again, a friendly reminder, I think this was the first time in their life they realized how powerless they were for as powerful of the people they are. LeBron James, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos will never disappear in America because they speak out against our government. Right. In China, it easily could have happened. Just imagine if if Mark Cuban was poof, gone. Didn't the Ball brothers... That was pretty big deal a couple oh, years the ago. Middle one I think was arrested. Yeah, they, yeah. the team, the college yeah. team was arrested for I forget what they did, so but they got I don't detained. Know his name. Trump, he and another guy on the team were yeah. detained. Trump yeah. got involved, the or involved to bring them back. Yeah, it, it's just scary. So and he did one of the UCLA guys when, when LeBron was quoted back then. He said, "Daryl Morey needs to understand. Not only is this a financial concern, but it's a physical, spiritual, and mental concern as well." To your point. So okay. I sat with LeBron on this 100%. I don't believe the shut up and dribble concept. I wish I believed it, but I really don't believe it because I want these guys to be able to speak their opinion. 
And I don't really think, I, I feel like there's a language thing on those, on those Latin full quote. Cause I'm sure, cause he speaks that all the time of bullshit. I'm sure that's not what the intention was, but if it was, I side with LeBron on the response. However, my continued criticism of LeBron is that he does it when it's convenient to him and his image, and he does it when it's not. And that's where it comes into play. Like, and I totally agree with you. I think he is a phenomenal representative for the African-American community in the U.S. because at a minimum, he understands it. He was a, a child of a single mother household growing up in a poor part yeah, of Akron, Ohio, and he became something. And not only be, did he become something, he became one of the biggest somethings ever. And my, my problem with him, though, is that he speaks on things when it's convenient and then he ignores them when it's not. In all these times that he talks about the challenges in the community, he's one of the most influential people in the world. And at any given moment, if he really wanted to make change with stuff, he could do it at a snap of a finger. I don't think so. I 100%. Okay. Let me ask you a serious question. Okay. Think about his influence on Nike. If he really wanted to create change in the United States and in poor economy, especially poor cities that are inner city, heavily African-American communities, do you think he could tell Nike, I want my shoes created in Akron, Ohio? Yes. 100%. I think you're pausing because you don't want to see him in a negative light. No, it's I mean, not negative though. It's just it is. That's it's an uncomfortable light. No, as much as he light. talks, he's gonna find himself on the negative side of something. He's no, that, that's a simple question. If you're LeBron James, can he tell you? Can, can he, he tell say, Nike, I, I want, want my, my shoes? Sure. If that price tag is two hundred bucks, but guess what pop, happens when he does it? His profit margin slims because U.S. cost is way higher than Chinese point. cost, and right. he knows less people would buy the shoe because it'd be more expensive. Right. And, or it's not. The or his same feeling. Feeling. Or his, like it's either Shaq or. did it. Shaq did it with Walmart. He's Shaq got could the, deal with Walmart. And so that was super cheap. Shaquille has the number Star one Burry. selling shoe in the world, but nobody wants to talk about it. Jordan yeah. could do the same thing. Jordan's a profit person. That's it's a luxury thing. Apple could do the same thing. The margins in Apple. But that's not Ryan's but point. Not out there representing that as this is my platform. This is what I'm doing. He does that every day, but then he doesn't do it. The charter school thing. There's all sorts of questions around the actual funding of the charter school really being paid by 70, 80% by the taxpayers of Akron. I, I don't dismiss, I love LeBron. I really do. And I, I know anybody, it like I'm everybody that he also graduates come out. from the Akron school gets a full ride to what, any public college? Yeah, but that, to Ryan's point, who funds that? Where does that money that come I from? I don't know. And on, not to mention, how do you get to go to that charter school? I don't know. Because one of the big conversations in this country is school choice. Now, I'm not searching for conspiracy. No, 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 no. That's not okay. my point. My point is, to Ryan's point, school choice is a huge topic in this country. Right. One that's led by conservatives, not by liberals. And liberals tend to be the party of the black person. Right. And there's a lot of argument on the conservative side that school choice would be something that would really help impoverished communities, especially those of minority communities. And here you've got LeBron, who has a school that's a charter school. And I, I think that's where school choice comes into play. I could be completely wrong. And I apologize if I am, but that's my point. I mean... You know, I, I love LeBron. I think LeBron does way more positive. Oh, than way remotely more. Remotely negative. Way more. My challenge with him is that it, everything feels manufactured. It feels like when it's convenient, I act. When it's not, I don't. And that's my issue. 
I think that's. But yeah, he's I'm, right in this situation. He's hundred percent right. And is he, not, he has every right to speak. And that's okay. The only but you can't tell somebody else to not speak. And that's what he did to Daryl Morey. That's the only wrong right. that I've seen him do. Anything that he's he has been very few wrongs about. in his career. Yes. The only thing I haven't seen him be outspoken about the wrong thing outside of that. But in, but I don't know what he anything else that few, he didn't say anything that he should have. He has very few off the court wrongs in his career, and even on the court. But that gets into like the whole team jumping thing. He that's has to be perfect when he's not perfect. He's, we're going to nitpick either way. The guy is a it's phenomenal representative for the NBA, for the African American community, for any person that, yeah, he's that a good dude. looks up. To, he's a role, he's a role model in every way. He totally is. What he's not a role model for is college athletes. <laughs> There's one thing LeBron can never talk about. It's being a college athlete. That's true. Which brings me to some exciting news. That was a really like not that? bad transition. Roy Williams, my favorite coach in NCAA well, basketball. Yeah, gummit. He just the way he dances when he comes in after a win. Anyway, you got that on tape. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, Roy Williams is the fifth coach to reach 900 wins in NCAA history. Who's out of him? Uh, that's a serious question. Uh, Dean K, Smith. Yeah. Coach K. Dean Smith. Um, Who's the guy from UCLA? Uh, Oh my gosh! Wooden, Wooden, yeah, John Wooden, yeah, John Wooden, so um, Bobby John Knight, Cheney, maybe. maybe? Bobby I think Knight. it's Bob Knight. John Cheney. Uh, either way, to be one of five—that's pretty it incredible. Um, it comes in a year though where UNC hasn't been good. Um, you know, UNC and Duke both dominant, dominant collegiate basketball programs really fell off this year. All the blue bloods, yeah, Kentucky, mm-hmm. Duke, Kansas, Michigan, UCLA, been, Michigan. Eh. Michigan State Here you until recently. Baylor and Gonzaga at one and two in the rankings. But Gonzaga. used to be one and two. Now Did it's one Baylor, and three. Baylor fell out of two because of their first Who loss. at Michigan? Michigan. Michigan's yeah, number two. I think that's I think that's the blue blood bias. You know, Baylor had a six game hiatus because of COVID. Come back, they shoot their worst percentage at against three. Kansas, who's not a bad team. Yeah. Baylor's Baylor's a great team. Are they better than Gonzaga? What did they Tristan taking down four ranked teams? Yeah, so in, in Gonzaga's first seven games this year, they are the only team in the history of the NCAA to beat four, uh, I think, top 25. Top 25 ranked teams in and their they first seven been games. Ba- Baylor was supposed to play yep. them early in the season. Yep. That, That's pretty incredible. That game got canceled due to COVID. Yeah. Gonzaga's so, legit. I don't yeah. think there's any question right now they're the favorite to win the tournament. Man, we've seen this a couple times, though. Nah. They, they haven't helped. They haven't. No. They've never no. held up in the right. tournament. Well, they've had to so usually go up against related. UNC or Duke, and this year, the big power schools are not there. Yeah. This is almost this reminiscent is the one of last they could do it year. In. I mean, they, they, they were in a similar spot last year. Very, very good. Very weak field, and they could have had it. Canceled by COVID. They come back this year. Here they are, 24-0. The last team to go 24-0 oh, was dude. 2015 Kansas. I mean, I watched Gonzaga on Saturday night because they played the Loyola Marymount University. Shout out to LMU. Let's go Lions. LMU is so much easier to say, too. Uh, Yes, they are LMU. LMU. Yeah, Josh can't. For for those at home, Josh can't pronounce Loyola. It's because Loyola turns into like a la 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 la. No, that's because you don't know how to pronounce words. It's a distant problem. Gonzaga is just so freaking good. Jalen Suggs is unbelievable. He's like Jason Kidd. He's like a six-four point guard. He could do. He can shoot. He can score. He can pass. Corey Kispert's a beast. Kispert I mean, is like you know, traditional three-year, four-year college basketball guy who's a lights-out scorer. I just, I enjoy college basketball this time of year. 
I don't care so much for it other times. Yeah, Elton and I are over here like, we like the blue team. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I love college basketball if it's, it's the, the March Madness pick. Yeah, if it's March Madness, I'm all in. I still won't. You have Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas it's Tech going to the, the championship two years ago. I, yeah, Texas Tech's going to be. the championship two years ago. Yeah, they should have. Virginia. Uh, Texas Tech should probably be a five seed, maybe a four if they get it together, maybe a six if they keep slipping. Be Texas this weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they got a big game this weekend. But yeah, this is where college basketball starts to get fun. I, Conference tournaments. Basketball and NHL, even on the pro level, they're really not that fun to watch. Unless regular it's, season just drags mediocre on. mediocre regular season yeah. sports. It, it really it does, does drag. But no one's worse than baseball. But here's the one thing I love <laughs> about college basketball. They're pre-regular season, like their non-conference oh, stuff. Oh, that's fun. They mix up the conferences and the and the tournaments in Maui and Bahamas. They do what they do we want job. college football to do. We want more substantial inter-conference play. Yeah, because they can play more Yeah, games. I want to see a Big Ten versus SEC yeah. across yeah. all conferences. Give me Ohio Neutral State versus Alabama. <laughs> yes, not in, a, needs in Arlington at at Jerry World, that would... I want to actually see the Southern Mason-Dixon teams actually travel beyond that and not have just play home games every time because they very rarely go north. Mm -hmm. But well, uh, I love looking, college basketball. Looking so forward ready for the to selection. Weeks. It's going to be fun. When is selection Sunday? Two weeks? Uh, two weeks. So right after Daylight Savings Time comes back, everybody. I thought it was already Daylight Savings. I can't oh, wait. Lighter. Can't I mean, wait to golf after work again. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, I never once got an invite, by the way. Well, it's I a golf different problem. Right after work. What, a, yeah. what is right after work for you? I'm on the course at 4:55, teeing off. You could you could be there. It's a. I tried to call you one time and you you forgot that. It's call. a really exclusive club. <laughs> I'll just invite my friends who help build my guns for me. There we go. Uh, it's Steve time Hong. for beer of the week. Did you hear my clear my, clear my throat? That's why I was looking. <clears> throat> throat> I'm parched. Getting a little parched here. Dry. Yeah. Dry. Let me grab that beer real quick. Okay. Is appreciate this a it. surprise beer? Because I don't know what it is. No, he forgot his brown bags, but a surprise. Um, ah, okay. All right, so last week, we did something really fun. Put the beers in a brown bag, and we tasted them, and then we gave our opinion without knowing what we are drinking. Right. And then I forgot brown I bags right. this week. I Ruined forgot it. the bags. That's okay. But I still have a local beer for y'all today. This comes from Wild Acre Brewing out of downtown Fort Worth, located actually right behind Cutting Edge um, You're pointing your finger like we house. know exactly where that is. Oh, yeah. Y'all have yeah, not been to like the number one haunted house in the country? Not at all. Cutting edge? Nope. I don't do haunted houses. Okay. Where's that? Right. I have been. Every yeah. day is a haunted Actually, house for me. I went there before I even moved here. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, well. it's known nationwide. Mm -hmm. Where is it at? Mm -hmm. Not to me. Downtown, right at the 287, 3530 interchange. Is that where that car crash was? No, that was no, a little bit further. Yeah, yeah, all the different numbers. Fort Worth guy over here. So, anyway, we have a true Texas beer. So true that they put our Texas flower, the blue bonnet, on the can. It's more like a weed. It's this okay. is such a sacred flower. You are not allowed to pick nor mow a wild blue bonnet if it happens to be in your yard. What happens if you do, though? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. you want to try? Yeah. You want to try? <laughs> I dare you. Double dog dare you. I've seen you do it. You're lucky I didn't turn you in. I don't want to tell you anything about the beer. Because yeah. the can doesn't, so that <laughs> I appreciate sometimes that. the yeah. can does. I just want y'all to try it. There's just no brown bag this time, so we'll go ahead and get this started. Well, now that we're live, how many alcohols is it? It, it what? It's five point four. Oh. Yeah, here you go. You're breaking my heart. Texas blonde, get in my belly. 
I picked all the moms, Very good. Oh, that is good. I like it immediately. Like that a lot. I am a fan. Elton? You're not a beer person. So well, he's been drinking good. a uh, hard seltzer. Yeah. So okay. his taste buds may that? be a little off. <clears throat> this is good. I um, need to get him to smell some coffee beans real quick. Clean, yeah. Cleanse the palate. Cleanse that palate. It's good for a hot summer day. What, I like asking you this, Elton, what fruits do you get from this beer? Ooh. Like an orange? Okay. I'm going to go grape. Grape. Interesting. Ryan? Blueberry. Peach. Peach. Damn it. Y'all Damn are it. all very close. That was good. You kind of got good. the right aroma or is it grapefruit category? No, it is pineapple and mango notes. That's my orange two favorite fruits. Fake news. Besides the huckleberry. Yeah. Oh, who doesn't Sorry. love, the, who oh, doesn't love big the good huckleberry? huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> big, big time. Mango. Yeah. So this is a light to medium bodied. I'd say pretty well balanced as they would describe it. Uh, very refreshing. Very refreshing. I think it's a very easy beer. This is why this is one of their Super year round beers. I think it's their number one beer. Really good. I like it. Let's make sure we get a picture of this. Very impressive. Them. Yeah. I like this. I, I like this. Too. I would sure drink this. I've is it never six packs or would <clears throat> I bought it in a specs? I bought it in a total wine eight pack at total wine eight pack eight pack okay. eight pack box. Sort of like oh, my body. Okay. Oh no, I didn't. It was six pack. <laughs> Sorry, it was six. I, I'm lying. It was a six pack. Very much like you brought it. Yeah, there we go. All right, so one more time. What do we have here? We have a Wild Acre Texas Blonde, see me, beer me. Texas Blonde, as my <coughs> friends at. Cheers, fellas. Those are not G that bad. Nation would say. Slancha. Oh, we got to do a St. Patrick's Day episode. Oh yeah. And get wasted. Well, it's a good well, thing maybe. our beer of the no. week can definitely be Guinness, and we can throw a little bit of. Spoiler alert, Hoonigan in there. I'm not a Guinness fan. Big I surprise on that one. Wow. Big surprise on that one. What if we drop a shot in the middle of it? Hey, hey. Ooh. Cement mixers. Irish car bomb. car bombs. Ooh, I'm getting a Ooh, cement actually, mixers. Cement mixers are disgusting. Terrible. It is frowned upon to Put call it. them car bombs. Yes. Didn't know that. Found well, that out. What do they call them? I thought I thought we found that Irish out when we went to Boston. We found slammers. it in Boston. Yes. Yeah. Because didn't we order them and they kind of looked at us? We got from an Irish guy who was a bartender at the Irish Rose. Uh, shout out to the Irish Rose because we didn't give any shout outs this that's week. True, that's true. Shout outs are important. Shout outs <laughs> to the Irish Rose. <laughs> I didn't know if y'all were going to notice. I'm trying really hard this week not to You're giving a lot of summaries. Yes. For those who don't know, uh, <laughs> the Irish Rose is a bar in Boston. Famous. Uh, we Tristan actually got kicked out of there. Let's go. We had to carry him. Not out. before having a great time. Well, we got to have a good time. We had yeah. to carry his ass out. Yeah, well, you know what? That's what I do. <laughs> hey, well, congratulations. Wild Acre, you have a winner. In very Texas good beer. Blonde. This is one of my favorites we've had in I quite agree. some time. Yep. Very easy. Highly recommend. Very easy to drink. Um, Ryan, Tristan, yeah. you guys have a segment for us. We talked about a little bit last week. Oh, yes. This is awesome. Right, so let's ready. do our little summary. Okay. And then we're going to get into this week's versus battle, which is Josh and Elton. Okay. But you gave me the challenge of listening to Appetite for Destruction from Guns N' Roses. Mm -hmm. I gave you Surfer Rosa from the Pixies. Before mm -hmm. you keep going, re-explain re real quick what we're doing. Oh, okay. So for those who don't know. Shame on you for not listening. Shame on you. Yeah, seriously, shame on you. Um, we have very different tastes. True. 
and all musically, things. women, theatrically, theatrically, politically, comically, financially, every, every adjectively. Wow. <laughs> we have different tastes. That is why we are the opposite ends. That was the context for the for the name. And what I find most often is that Tristan hates my music choices. I don't particularly hate his because I'm open, but <laughs> I also don't give as strong opinions on things and, until I'm forced to. And I know Josh has very different music tastes, and I know Elton has very different music For tastes. For sure I do. And movies. Elton doesn't watch any movies because he grew up watching nothing but, I don't know. He was allowed any movies? to watch TV. Um, any edgy movies was off limits. Like uh, Chris's Vacation? <laughs> Um, Anything PG-13 or higher. About, yeah, pretty yeah. much. What about yeah, Predator? Yeah, yeah. That sums it up right I there. speak from personal knowledge. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. a long story short, we decided to come up with a little game. And it's called the Versus Battle. And we spin a wheel that's 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. And the category options are music or movies. So, you get the year, and then you get the music or movies. The decade. And then you have to challenge the other person to listen or watch one of those two options. So last week, Tristan and I drew, sadly enough, both 80s music. And this sucks for me because I was born at the end of the 80s decade. Tristan was born in the 60s. Yeah, definitely. So he was listening to this music (laughs) in college. So Tristan's recommending college movies. And I'm recommending like things that I heard about when I was a year, year, a year old. So it was a very challenging situation for me. But I was assigned Appetite for Destruction. By Guns N' Roses, which you may not believe it, but I love this album. Tristan, why did you pick the album? I picked this album for a couple of reasons. One, it kind of defines the your 80s. Senior in, year of... In, no. <laughs> I was prom. six. I prom. was six. For everybody out there, I was born in 1981. Okay? These guys are six years, We're seven years certificate. younger than me. Okay? So I picked, I picked a... a, a an album that I do remember. And also, this was from the year that Ryan was born. That's nice. correct. I like that. So, yeah, I like that little place. So <laughs> you look I, it up I, after. I wanted to go with something that was just as old as he was, maybe a couple nice. months older. All right. Um, I like but that. But it, it, it just speaks to the 80s. That song, that band, that genre, that look, that feel, everything about that album screams the 80s. And so I wanted him to go down that rabbit hole and, if, and and listen to it. If you are the common person, you're most likely familiar with Guns N' Roses by Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City, and Sweet Child of Mine. Those are the three main songs that everyone knows also happen to be all on one album. And the top three played songs on Guitar Hero. I think that oh, introduced I didn't that. our generation well, too. Okay, so you're over here. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? But you go to any game, any sports game, Welcome to the Jungle is almost always one of the first songs. So this was awesome. I loved it. Uh, what I found is that I have not listened to Night Train in a long time, which is the ultimate like party song. Night Train, phenomenal. Very good album. Very good choice. Thank you for recommending it. You're welcome. And I gave you the Pixies. You gave me the Pixies. And uh, why? So first of all, <laughs> Tristan's old. And I thought maybe er, we could refresh Six years oh, older. <laughs> I saw the Pixies when I went to Austin City Limits in high school. Nice. And I didn't know very much about them at the Is time. Is ACL that great? It's pretty, it's pretty big. It's pretty yeah. big. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, like yeah. even me up in Washington knew about ACL. Okay, I'm going to have to try it sometime. And they have a song. They have a famous song called Where Is My Mind? And it's at the end of Fight Club. 
And there's this undertone to the actual song where people are chanting like, you know, oh, and then this crowd of 60,000 people was, this was their reunion tour, were doing that. And it was just one of the coolest concert moments I've ever experienced. So that's why I gave you the Pixies. I love it. They're not that popular. People don't think of them as like traditional 80s rock. So I want to hear your thoughts. Well, so this album, Super or Surfer Rosa, came out in 1988. Uh, I was seven. I didn't know about them. Teen. Um, <laughs> I would consider this some light punk. Um, without going down the rabbit hole initially, this band sounded like they were from Great Britain. They have very garage-ish type um, um, melodies. It's raw. Some songs sound much more produced than other songs on this album. So it's like, it's yeah. almost like they stepped out of the recording booth and recorded in the garage. Um, it gives me a really, for lack of a better term, Guy Ritchie feel. I feel like this would be found during like a Lockstock and Two Smoke and Barrels movie. Um, anyway, long story <laughs> short, they're super simple. They're super uh, simple lyrically and musically. Damn. Um, you know, but that's not a bad thing. Uh, I did find a new song that I really, really like. Um, shit, where is it on my notes? I believe it was called Caribou. Oh, um, Caribou. Oh, it's a good one. So, I mean, it's just, they're, they're, they're not a bad band. Um, I think on a scale of one to 10, I would give this particular album a seven. I did pull some songs off of it to put on my Spotify playlist. Nice. Because, All right. because, that's what that's we want. Because it is good. And and I thought you might like this. I almost went very curveball on you on this. So I did not know that Where Is My Mind was the Pixies. But as soon as I heard it, I knew I had heard that song. I knew I had seen it on a movie. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, yeah. Cheers. Ooh. Great, great pick. I um, like that. I'm glad you sent it to I me. I want to what's your one out of 10 for the album he gave you? How many fingers? I'm going to give it. Eight fingers, because I'm familiar with GNR, and I'm definitely familiar with Appetite for Destruction. Yep. So if you're giving me seven fingers, I'm okay with that. All right. Hey, However, man. the one thing I don't want you to forget is that the Pixies inspired Nirvana. So people that are our age, Kurt Cobain came out and said, the Pixies inspired me to write In Utero. He loved that band, and they used the producers on the album, so... That's cool. Yep. And, and and I didn't get into that, but I can totally see it. Um, that's that's just the type of genre that Kurt Cobain was into um, in terms of like writing and, and More music. melodic. Yep. This week, we have Mr. Elton versus Mr. Josh. Let's go. Let's spin it. Right before we started. Oh, goodness. We're going to get this wheel going. Let's do it. You right? Let's do it. Spin the wheel. The peaking is just ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Elton, you know what you got for Josh? Okay. Um, 2010 movies. Okay. I would like to extend that one year, 2021. Just, we're, we're just, this, we're in it. You want to recommend a movie that not, just this came is culturally out? Relevant. This is not, no, 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 no. And it may be out of his comfort zone. It would what, be on Borat? The, no. That you probably haven't seen. That your wife will love. Oh so you have to watch it with your wife. Bridgerton. That's it's a, a show, TV isn't it? show. Here's the thing. Watch only two episodes. I've already watched it. Are you kidding me? The, this wasn't. Elton. First of all, Elton. this is movie, Elton. not That's, TV shows. I'm in the 2010s. It's when streaming started. But no. You started in 2021. Streaming, just because the TV show is streamed doesn't mean it's a movie. 
Listen, I could come with the streaming because it no, was relevant. No, we right. will add. Give Elton uh, time out. Time out. We're gonna no. We're gonna pivot because that's what we do. Okay. We're gonna add a category: TV shows. We're gonna pretend like he got TV shows. I've already seen Bridgerton. You've already seen it. That's not fair. Yeah. So. I didn't know. Do you have a good movie from the last decade that you can remember? Something you can remember. Come back to me. Let's go to me. Let's go to you. Let's go to you. Give me a second. Give me a second. Josh, you spun. Extremely 80s music. Well, that's easy. Easy? Yes, because last week. I wasn't anything about 80s music. No, well, it's easy for me to pick because last week you guys got 80s music and I said, well, fuck, what came out in the 80s? Probably. One of the greatest classic rock albums because of how many of the songs are referenced in pop culture, whether it's going to football or athletic events, movies. I'm giving you the beginning of the 80s. We're going to 1980. Back in Black. Ah, ACDC. You've got Hell's Bells. You shook me all night long. He's going to know that one. Shake a leg, shoot a thrill, give a dog a bone, back in black. Is it's Big Balls on that album? Big no. Balls? No. 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 Elton, you will now. thank me because you're going to recognize almost every song on this album. It is an incredible, incredible album. You're welcome. Okay. I have my movie. All right. Y'all freaking suck, but well, the, the, suck. Hard, suck. It's a movie the hardest category. part about this was, show. all right. 2010, what movie has he not seen that's a really good movie that I like, right? So, I I mean, there's tons, but I'm going to try, I'm gonna try like for tons. two. I'm going to try for two. I'm sure you haven't seen this one, and okay. I really want I'll you to honest. see it. I'll be honest. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Wow. I have not seen uh, it. I have. I love it. It's a very good choice. It's a very good movie. Can, can you give me a little backstory? Do you know Mr. Rogers? Mr. Rogers. Oh, that, that's what I thought, but that was like last that's year, two Hanks years ago. One, right? Yeah. Um... I don't want. I think it's. The Tom you Hanks could watch movie. the Tom Hanks one or the documentary they did. No, I'm watching the movie. Okay, watch Tom Hanks. Yeah, Be I'm pretty sure that's it is Tom, Tom Hanks. Within it the last year and a half. Yeah, okay, that's cool. It's the Tom Hanks one. I, actually, I wanted to watch it and I just hadn't. So, thank you. Did you? Did you watch? No, but I mean, I know who he is. I know what it was based on. I grew up on Mr. Rogers. Okay. No cap. Early COVID, my wife and I found a shit ton of movies and TV shows that we just started watching because. Everyone knew, like, no one knew what to do. Like, okay, we're locked in. And this is one of the ones we watched, like, the first week or two. It's good. Great movie. Good choice. Yes. Looking forward to it. I'll Josh watch it. You have to listen to the entire <laughs> album. Yep, front to back. No bullshit. Which okay, album? Back. Which album? ACDC. Which one? That's the singer. 1981. No, no 1980 was a year. Okay, 1980. Back in and black. I, back, back in the black. black. Back, back in, in black. black. Back in black. All right. Not the. They have two lead singers. Tristan. Okay. You know who else might have two lead singers? The Seahawks quarterbacks. Listen, <laughs> I could not wait to get from, was it Tuesday last week to today? Because Tristan, Russell Wilson. He's going to be mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboy. He's going to be a Cowboy. Yo. No, he is pulling maybe a Deshaun Watson. He's being very high maintenance. His I- agent, Tristan. To paraphrase, said Russell Wilson does not want to leave Seattle. But, however, (laughs) here's four teams he'd like to go to (laughs) Chicago Bears, Las Vegas Raiders, 
the New Orleans Saints, and the Dallas Cowboys. Why are the Bears on this list? What Jimmy say Graham? you, Tristan? So Jimmy Graham is the reason why the Bears are on this list. Jimmy Graham is heavily recruiting him. He's not uh, a good tight end. He's not even a good football player. That's why he needs Russell true. Wilson. Yeah. You're yeah. arguing me something I don't care about. Jimmy Graham is not on my radar yeah. anymore. He was on our team for a little bit. Now he's he should be on your radar because he's poaching your quarterback. Um, yeah, I feel this is while warranted a lot of noise just um, to get change. A little bit of change. He's also very upset at his team. He wants more interaction with what they have going on front office wise, and, and players are p- trying to sign direction. They're trying to go offensively. Uh, it stems from early to mid-season to late-season meetings they had where he was trying to change the offense, and they said, okay, that's great, and he would leave, and then they'd not do anything, and that's when you saw a drastic change in how that team was playing. Um, long story short, there are a ton of hurdles that have to happen for Russell Wilson to get traded, a ton. Um, I don't even know the entire financial um spectrum of it but i do know that if he gets traded before june 1st uh, on paper it's a 39 million dollar cap hit right now as as josh has said before this is all smoke and mirrors numbers and and blah, as far blah, as blah, the cap as far as the cap goes but that's a lot of freaking money right that's it, but that's it, not to say a team that trades for him can't offer cash which right. that happens so uh, long story short long 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 story short Russell Wilson, in my opinion, is not going anywhere. He just wants more involvement in what this team does offensively moving forward. This is classic. My buddies in the NBA have a lot of power. The players in the NBA dictate a lot, whether it be social media, personal relationships. It's hard at this point in 2021, but in 2021, it's hard for these stars in the NFL to see how much power and control NBA players can exert when the NFL is a bigger sport, drives more revenue, more money, and yet players are marginalized when it comes to their say. But that is 100% their fault because they have Demore Smith as their uh, union president. Supposed to be their savior. The, the players fold. I mean... This is classic. Owners are way smarter and more powerful collectively and aggressive and aggressive than the players are collectively. I would also argue in the NBA, the ownership relationship with the players, you have a much smaller group. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of a political difference in the NBA versus the NFL. Absolutely. The NFL is very traditional family owned and team. Yeah. These are separate concepts. Mm-hmm. But that all being said, I still don't like players thinking they deserve a seat at the table when it comes to coaching decisions, hiring decisions. Now, hold on. Is is he saying he deserves it or does he just want it? What's the difference he's when you're forcing, forcing a trade if he doesn't get yeah. it? No, he's not he hasn't he's forced anything. To. He has, when your agent publicly to. says, "We don't want to leave, but Here's four teams we'll go to. And let's put it on ESPN. Let's put it on Fox Sports. Well, let's, I say, listen to... You say at one place it's going to go all of them. Again, I like to give credit to people. Brian brought us a 105.3 The Fan. Shout was out. a scout for the Green Bay Packers. He was a scout for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> His intern slash apprentice is the GM of Seattle. And the other day, Brian Who's was that? talking... The GM. 
whatever. John Schneider. Yes. Is his, Brian Broaddus's his apprentice? Is was John Schneider former former at Green Bay? He was underneath Brian. Was Brian underneath was him as a yes. scout. And Brian said, "Oh, I thought you were saying John Schneider was his apprentice." He is. He was. He was, was underneath Brian. He learned everything from Brian. Using our tense wrong at that point. At that point in his career. Okay. The, back in the so day. they have a relationship today because of their relationship from from professional world. And Brian said, if there's one thing he does not like, it's he does not like to be publicly forced into a corner. And this is everything that he hates. He's a very private business person. And what Russell's doing goes against the grain and the fiber of this man. And that, I do believe, could ultimately lead to some problems. I don't give a damn. And that's fair. I don't care. I just, I don't. The Look, Russell brand is bigger than the Seattle Seahawks but, brand. But Russell what? doesn't understand. For sure. Russell doesn't understand because the audience business. will follow. The audience will follow Russell. Players don't get business. That's so, why yeah, they've so been the owned by the owner. Going to disappear? No, they're not going to disappear. They're not going to disappear. They're going to trade for Dak. But there will be a point in time where they're not going to be relevant if they can't fill that slot. Tristan, at quarterback. are you familiar with the rift in the Seattle Seahawks organization when Russell Wilson was a rookie? Do you are you familiar with what Did happened? Did the players hate him? I don't think Pete Carroll was sold Richard on him. Sherman, Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman, and other defenders laid it on Russell early on in spring training camp when he was a rookie, and I think it was Pete Carroll came down really hard on the defenders. And Richard Sherman said, "We basically don't need a bitch on the team. Like he needs to learn, and he needs. To, we're trying to make him better because the other teams are going to take it easy." And it created a dynamic almost from day one where the organization put Russell above all, which NFL quarterbacks, that's where they're at. But now you're at a point where Dak Prescott in Dallas commands the locker room with his relationships. That's one thing that we will never be able to argue. The players on his team love him. That hasn't been the case in Seattle with, with Russell Wilson. There's been a lot of animosity in Seattle when it came to Russell Wilson and the rest of the team. So I don't know how he's not in. They're keeping him from being a two and 14 team. Really? I mean, without Russell Wilson, do you think they would be even a, I don't even know who they'd put. I mean, Geno Smith. Well, okay. Their backup. Yeah. We're not, we're not talking about what's their team like with a backup. Cause Seattle's not trading away Russell Wilson without a quarterback. quarterback. Dak Prescott. Who would do better than Russell Wilson? Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying better, but you're acting like the cliff would fall off. You think Deshaun Watson would do better than Russell Wilson? No, no but I'm not his, saying there's going to be a cliff fall that. off. Yes. My point is, you're acting like without Russell Wilson, think so? the Seattle Seahawks fall off. You think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Russell I in this think, team, on this team? I think he could be. He causes you know, less you problems. Think, no, I'm, I'm asking about you, now. is he? Now. Less well, we don't know. He's not played on the team. He doesn't cause problems. I think Deshaun Watson is one of the most talented players in the NFL. I've said this with, with the Dak Prescott debates. Yeah, you take him How over did he Dak. Look without okay. I DeAndre think Deshaun Hopkins. Watson have to, is unbelievable. Yes, you could be talented, they but that good. doesn't make you a better player. They were Russell good Wilson DeAndre wasn't Hopkins. a top quarterback going yeah, into the draft. He's not as talented as you would say, but he's a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. How okay. did the team finish? This goes back. How, how did his team finish? Your team. What well, we lost in the wild card round of the playoffs. Well, there's, there's an like argument to be made. We're talking about you guys have a Super Bowl contender. An insider for Seattle said that Russell Wilson wanted his hand in the game planning. And when Pete Carroll gave him some more ability, 
he then started to get more carefree because there was a lot more passing than rushing. And guess what happened? He threw six interceptions in three games. In one game, he had four. One of the f- worst three-game stretches he had in his career. And they yanked a lot of that control back from him. Who's and after the that, it went downhill. It was Brian Schottenheimer at this the time. last year. Did he get fired? Yes. Who's who's there now? Good question. Let me do look you, that up. Do you think they would pick? All right, different question. Pete or Russ? Pete. No. You think they would take Pete? I think they take Russ. Well, they've already committed to Pete. Here's why they'll take Pete. They've Pete. already committed to Pete because I can't. Pete's I can't stress old. this enough. Yeah, exactly. The GM in Seattle is the man. This isn't. It's actually the Cowboys. No, it's actually the Pete. No, it's when, not. Once the owner pa- he the owner passed away recently, right, and left it to his kids. They're ago. not into in the NFL. Ago. The GM makes the decisions, unless you're on a handful. Shane of teams Waldron like from the Rams. The GM is not a fan of what Russell is doing, and I promise you, he will take Pete Carroll before he'll take a player because players come and well, go. Because they've signed Pete Carroll already. Yes, I promise yeah, you, Russell. Russell Russell fills but the seats. Also, Russell doesn't fill the seats. Russell's already signed too. Yeah, I mean, but you could flip Russell right now for a number of quarter. Okay, uh, who who is his list? It's Saints, Cowboys, Bears, and who? What did the Cowboys have to trade? Uh, sorry, okay. and, and Vegas. Why would Dak's Seattle, not terrible? Why would Seattle trade for Dak coming off a broken ankle? Because their quarterback is forcing his yes. way out. That's my point. And like, they would require they would require multiple draft picks. It wouldn't be a straight up Russ Y'all for that. Y'all should just take no, Famous Jameis no. or Taysom Hill or something. Yeah, uh, no, no. Big, big nose. Really? You don't think Pete Carroll would like Dak Prescott? I if don't he, think if he, he cleared physicals, because that's always a component of a trade. I don't know why we keep acting like we won't know how good he, he is. I don't get why we do that either, by the way. That's yeah. stupid. We don't know if he'll be a good player because he has surgery. That's why they have fucking physicals. If he didn't pass, the trade wouldn't happen. So if he does, and then they get the Cowboys' 10th pick in the draft... Pretty easy to add a top three lineman. Pretty easy to add a top three wide receiver. Pretty easy to add maybe the best tight end since Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's a lot of appeal there, plus maybe even another first-round pick, maybe a second, maybe a couple seconds. Not that I'd be a fan of that. All right. Again, I don't think quarterbacks should be able to dictate in their team. Roundtable here. Roundtable here. Yes or no answers only. Will Russell Wilson be the starting quarterback of the Seahawks next year? Elton, why'd you start with me? Uh, Elton, I'm going to let you go last. That was my point. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Tristan says yes. Joshua? I'm yes and no, but in five-second summary. (laughs) That's not even close to his question. I think we're in a unique year where where there could be a massive quarterback carousel. And if that carousel takes off... Yes, I think something could open up where Seattle's like, all right, we'll just we'll deal you it. You are hedging. This was a yes or well, no. Well, today, question. right now, no. Huge hedge. Then the answer that you're giving There's is too no. Many I come- say no. I say no chance. Starting quarterback. You say he's gone? I say there's no chance he's leaving. Oh, okay. So, yes, he's the starting quarterback. Yes, that was the question. You I forgot my own question because I got, fuck I got you. confused because yes. he's hedging himself so yes. aggressively. Yes. yes, he's traded. Yes. Or elsewhere. Yes. Okay, two no's. I'm gonna go. Yes. I'm gonna go yes. <laughs> 50%. 50%. All right, I like I'm this. gonna go yes. We should wager on this. I will put $100 Ooh. on it. Oh, just here's to, $100. Well, no, it's just an you easy number. Here, I'll, I'll just to back. I bet you have to shotgun a Bud Light. Or, or you do. On camera. Deal. Hold on. Is there, is there odds on Vegas? Hold on. Who yes. about this? Who's taking? Oh, before you bump fist, who's, who's betting what? He's betting that Russell doesn't. Betting I'm betting Wilson that he stays does. with your team next year. You're betting he stays the entire season. 
to start the season. No, because I think no, there's that also was his question. That was no, question. Oh, no. I think if he starts, that was his question. Finish. No, his question was, does Russell get traded? And no, his I think question he will. Was, does he start for the Seahawks next year? No, it was, does he get traded? Can you run the back? Can you roll the can I'll bet you fifty dollars. Yeah, he was start for Seattle. <laughs> All right. Does he start? Either for way. Seattle? Either way. Uh, I, I like the yes bet. Yes or no questions. It's fun. It's fun. Okay. And shotgun beer for if he starts for the Seahawks. There is not a debate, guys, about how the people voted. Last week we had round one of the Girl rigged. Scout Cookies rigged. bracket. We're I trying to figure out the best. Girl Scout cookie. The first round, we left off the top four yeah. revenue driving cookies. Which, if you by don't the way, know, it was heated. People are like, yeah. Where's Thin Mints? Where's Thin Mints? You just don't care about Thin Mints. Thin Mints, <laughs> Samoas, Tagalongs. Tagalongs, and some of the trash cookie. <laughs> Why am I blanking? Tagalongs, we said Samoas. I don't um, know. What's um, one um, of the OGs? Um, 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 the peanut uh, butter one. Right? That's tag That's along. tag-alongs. That, no, 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 no. The other peanut butter one. Dosey dos Oh, dosey dos Let's do 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 because he researched yeah. all. He had to go see those. Drive around all the whole city. All over the city. It's impossible Thanks, to have a symmetrical 12-team bracket. So apologies, but we had to go with the numbers we were given. So we let the top four revenue cookies have a bye week. And I try to categorize these to where it was... A very close, you know, contest. We had s'mores versus s'mores. So, so hold on though. It was ranked a hundred percent by Girl Scout. Like, it wasn't like us making up a ranking. It was no. based on sales, right. right? Yes, total sales per cookie for the top four. They don't. They yeah. do not release the, rest, the like, rest of them. So I did categories. Obviously, it's easy when you have two lemon cookies and two s'more cookies for those to go up against each other. Then you had shortbread and toastier, which are very similar. And then you have toffee-tastic and caramel chocolate chip. And by default, they ended up together, but they're, they're fairly close. The so texture is That's similar. a round of 64 pick. That, yeah. Those cookies suck. Yeah. So the first round, <laughs> the first contest was s'mores crispy versus s'mores crunchy. You should have clarified in the vote. Well, they, it was crispy versus crunchy. Yeah, I should have clarified. That's my bad. So much better. I put up the poll. If you want to blame anybody, blame me. Uh, small s'mores crispy one. Okay, oh, crispy was the chocolate so one. So who right? are they? Yes, face? the chocolate coated. The crunchy would have won. I thought the crunchy was. Phenomenal. I thought the crispy the was better. Dodge out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> the chocolate. I thought the yeah. crunchy one was the, so no. good. No, bro. Sure. I'm a s'more person. Better. They were both good. Uh, uh, the next, it was all. The winter, next man. contest was was not even close. Toffee tastic versus caramel chocolate chip. Anything with caramel or chocolate chip is gonna win. I think the name just said in. Itself. Yeah, they ran Toffee. off. Toffee sucks. Yeah, Toffee did suck though. Do you like yeah. Heath bars? Do you like Heath bars? I don't like no. Heath bars. No. no. Yeah. Toffee I don't even like the name sucks. of a Heath bar, which mm. is gonna make me not buy. It is it, good first in the DQ Blizzard though. Shout out DQ. Day two, <laughs> round one, day two, the first contest matchup we had lemonades versus. Lemon ups, both horrible, but it's okay. I'm not a lemon person. I don't even remember tasting. I like lemon. I don't like lemon in my water. I, I chose to forget. You don't like it. lemonade or water? Not really. It's okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's, just, it's okay. I just don't want people touching my lemon and put it in the water. Lemonades won, and it was not even close. <laughs> it was over eighty percent for lemonades. Do you think that's because people are more familiar with lemonade? So we're gonna I get to so. that in a second because we're gonna go. Is this the one that looked like urinal cakes. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. go yeah. to yeah, the was. most controversial <laughs> matchup. Delicious. This made me upset. No, shortbread I, is a mainstay cookie for Girl Scout cookies. I love shortbread. There is an argument to be made that out of these 
eight. More people probably know shortbread than any of these other cookies. There's s'mores were new. Toffee Tastic's been around a long time, but caramel chocolate chips pretty new. And Toastier's is brand new. And this brand new shows that everyone voting is voting based on the picture or on the bias of what they've had most recent. Just go get the cookie and try yeah. it. Well, it's gross. Guys I stuff. say all this because shortbread won. Shortbread beat Toastier's. <laughs> And that is a crime of 2021 because toastiers are incredible. And if you have not had a toastier Girl Scout cookie, go have one and then tell us that you want to take back your vote from shortbread because there's no comparison. Shortbread, there's not much flavor. They're just, it's It's just just a bland cookie. Can we relax? All those shortbread won and we were upset about it. I still love shortbread. It's still a great cookie. He was defending it when we tasted it. All right. Hey, but Toastier's. Bring him him in closer. (laughs) We're going to have to talk for a second. I highly recommend that you go get yourself some Toastier's. Girl Scouts, you do a phenomenal job in making pretty good cookies for the most part. The top three are obviously elite. You have a new elite contender. Yes. Toastiers. You have Toastiers. Don't stop and making those. Everyone at home, make sure you go get some Toastiers. It's like support the girls. Toast, crunching a cookie. And have yeah, a good cookie. Great. It's so good. I, have a I did not expect to love it. I freaking loved it. It's French secret. toast cookies. Oh, he's got a secret. He's got a secret, guys. Nicole didn't like them. What? But to be fair, she was half asleep when I got home. Hold but on. I was so excited about the cookie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you got to try it. And she was like, meh. And Did I was she like, try it after when she woke up? No. After she, she brushed her teeth? So she yeah. just wasn't Cinnamon a Cinnamon Toast Crunch slash But guys, yeah, I loved what? it. It's not our target demographic. All right. So <laughs> this week, keep an eye out because we're going to have round two. And this is where we bring in the contenders. The heavy hitters. The heaviest of hitters. The heavyweight Thin Mints will go up against mm. S'mores Crispy. The second heavyweight Love Samoas will go up against Lemonades. I have a feeling how both of those matchups are going to go. Then we have the two middleweights, Dosi Doe, going up against Caramel Chocolate Chip. Might have some surprises with that one. I think so. And then in the final matchup, Tagalongs will take on Shortbread. That should be quick work. Should Blow honestly out. be quick work. Shortbread suck. I yep. think. <laughs> Y'all freaking suck. And more people. I'm, I'm going to the shortbread right now. Every time I bring up shortbread, yeah. I just glance at Elton because I don't <laughs> like shortbread. I love shortbread, just bro. Twisting in a seat if more there. people uh, would have actually gone out and grabbed the cookies, especially the ones they have not had, just to validate what they thought. Tostiers would have won hands down, and then I think they would have given tagalongs a and serious. And you'd be supporting your local money. Girl Scout. And you'd be supporting troop, your so, local Girl Scouts. Yeah, local salespeople. Why do you hate Girl Scouts? Go buy cookies. That's, what do you how do? much was it a box? They've gone up in price. They're yeah. five so dollars. expensive. They used to so be like two or three. Bucks. They used to be two to three bucks. They're yeah. five bucks. Yeah. But hey, Heavy inflation. Inflation COVID prices are outrageous. Yeah. 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 There's so much money in flow of shipping costs from China. Joe Biden's America. By the way, we are not being paid nor endorsed by the Girl Scout Cookies of America. I wish. We are just wholeheartedly and genuinely supporting them. However, if you are the Girl Scouts of America and you do want to sponsor us and send us a shit ton of cookies, we would be extremely appreciative. Or who's this brewery today? Wild Acres. Wild Acre. That was brewery? Yeah, Wild Acre. Or Wild uh, Acre Brewing. If you want to ship us some cases, we'll take it too. And a spelling. Um, what do you call that when they tell you how to sound phonics? out the word? Phone, phonics? Phonics. phonics. No, That's when they write me. it out, you know, in parentheses and they've got the weird letters and stuff so you know how to pronounce it. Hebrew? What do you call that? 
Arabic? <laughs> Hebrew. <laughs> wow. Thanks. And with that, hey, is this <laughs> is this yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening once again. Conjugations? Uh, hope you all enjoyed a little uh, bit of controversy in this episode, eh. uh, especially with shortbread versus toastiers. For sure, uh, that was the biggest controversy. Yeah, but we hope you enjoyed it. Got a lot to look forward to next week. Um, we're going to probably talk a little bit more football, probably more moves that will happen. Um, and then from there, I mean, we got some more trades. We've got college basketball heating up, NBA, and hockey. Hopefully, gets Free a little bit more exciting. In what, two days. Free agency starts in two days. So, definitely check in with us next week. Hit that subscribe button uh, and follow us on Instagram. Opposite ends PC. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. It's Elton. I'm Tristan. You guys have a good night. Get well soon, Tiger.